0: hello and welcome to the what are we even doing here podcast the podcast that seeks to answer the question of what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective this is in our own lives and the world in general my name is daryl and i'm here with my wife karen
1: hello (laughs) hello
0: karen (laughs) and we're gonna talk about things and stuff things pertaining to what we're even doing here yes yes but before we do what you drinking karen
1: I'm drinking some coffee that I just brewed. Nice, and oh, it, in my bun,
0: right? Is that what are we even doing here? Brand coffee, you know, because <laughs> every podcast has their own coffee these days.
1: Do they? Oh my gosh, nope. It's just Folgers. Folgers, full of pesticides and all kinds yes. of stuff. Yes, pesticides. My mother's a hardcore Folgers fan. Well, was. And she actually called them to see if they had any, like, organic... She called them? She called them. <laughs>
0: she called them, Because okay.
1: she, she doesn't want to leave Folgers, but, you know, the coffee bean is you. one of those... It's on the list of worst...
0: Oh uh, Really? Like, Is that the one with the crystals? Folgers Was...
1: crystals? Yeah. Folgers the best crystals. part of waking up is Folgers in your cup.
0: Co- yes. Uh, but anyway,
1: it's got, yeah, a lot what... of bad stuff in it, so...
0: Is it good to drink crystals? Like, that should be the... And they were advertising <laughs> that. Like, there's crystals They're in our coffee. Really. They're good to drink.
1: <laughs> I don't really know what they meant by that. Remember the commercials? Yeah, this you can like... see the
0: crystals. in. Them. That should have been a sign. Like,
1: Was that their instant coffee? They also had...
0: Folger's Crystals. Or, like,
1: remember Sanka? Sanka. When I, I worked at a lot of diners throughout my life. Sanka very and, much. Um, that was, like, my first job, and... I don't know, it was my very first... But anyway, that was always my job, and um, the some of the older customers would ask for Sanka. And when they first said that, I'd be like, "What are they, What do they mean?" And then you know, the other waitress would tell me, "Oh, decaf. They're They're looking for decaf." I'm like, "Oh,", oh. and I'm like, "Sanka." What so is instead Sanka? of saying
0: decaf, they use the name brand or the brand mm-hmm. of the decaf. Okay, yeah. that's like when. People say Kleenex. Yeah, it's it's really it's tissue. We do you have a Kleenex? The Kleenex. Do they Kleenex. still
1: have the coffee where you just scoop it right into your hot water and mix it like instant coffee? I don't know. I don't even know. So anyway, it doesn't sound I, I good. usually get Folgers? Cause I'm used to the taste, mm-hmm. but I have to say that every time we go to like a conference or like. Some special event, they always have like a fair trade organic coffee, which is great, like I love that <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it it never agrees with me. I guess my body's used to all the bad stuff, so yeah, every time I drink those coffees, my head just starts to kill, so I don't know,
0: so what's the one we had at church? It was like, do good coffee or something a thousand...
1: A thousand
0: thousand thousand.
1: It's a number. Thousand Hills.
0: Land of a thousand hills. Yeah.
1: And it's great. Like, I definitely suggest purchasing it. Mm -hmm. I just can't seem to drink it myself. I don't know why.
0: I think Chick-fil-A has a free trade. Fair trade
1: coffee. Fair trade, free trade, fair trade
0: (laughs) coffee as well. Free trade. It's good. Well, my favorite coffee is whatever I'm drinking at the time.
1: Yeah. I do like Wawa coffee.
0: Free coffee is always good.
1: Free coffee, (laughs) and um one of our church friends Joe Well, I shouldn't say names one of our church friends told me a little background about Wawa the other night Joe Smith that a generic name yeah and he he said I haven't looked into this but he said that Wawa does care <laughs> <laughs> Wawa cares about the products they use and the coffee they use. So supposedly they use a really good coffee and it's not like the cheap stuff. And anyway, I don't know if it's fair trade or any of that stuff, but yeah. So, but I do like Wawa coffee. Yes. That's probably my favorite, like on the go coffee. Wawa and Duncan, Duncan. I used to hate, I used to, I, I I used to not be able to drink it, but then I think I became used to it because they're everywhere. So now I like it, but it used to taste too creamy to me, and I was like, "Why is this coffee so creamy?" Like, it does have a,
0: a distinct taste?
1: Yeah, it's like, it's almost like there's already cream in it, even if you get it black. Mm-hmm. But I I do put cream in my coffee.
0: Yeah, I like I like Dunkin'. I don't like Starbucks, not just for political reasons but because <laughs> <laughs> or uh, conviction reasons but yeah. it's just the Starbucks regular coffee is just not good like if you get to Starbucks you have to get like one of their specialties yeah because just the regular coffee isn't that good but yeah so
1: what is this about coffee? I, I think don't... <laughs> we're,
0: we're talking we're drinking coffee talking about coffee maybe one day we will have our own brand of coffee <laughs> but so we're going to talk about Continue a little bit of a conversation we had last week, which uh, because it's still hot in the news, and that's the abortion issue, which I hope it stays More on the forefront up. of the news until God puts abortion under His feet and crushes it and eliminates it. You know, that's a that should be the prayer of every, hopefully, everybody, but every Christian should be praying that abortion ends in this nation. Because we discussed last week what it is, and it's it's murder. It's murdering a, a child. You're murdering a baby. You're murdering a human being. And, you know, the, the scriptures and, and say that... a not nice way. <laughs> well, it's really not a nice way to a murder a person. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 really... oh, well,
1: in the most horrible way, terrible. honestly. Yeah, like... you're,
0: you're in a place that... You, a real safe space that you should be in. And it's just terrible. I watched another video. It, it's the abortion doctor that testified a couple years ago. At, I think at the Supreme Court, the Congress... Uh, He was a former abortionist and he described in detail there what happens during uh, an abortion. And he described on this video, another video, what happens during a late term abortion about like the injection that happens and then the mother has to carry around the dead baby in her womb for a day or two. And then she could pass the baby, like give birth at home, like sitting on the toilet you know, not, again, not to get graphic, but that's what he how he described it. And then the doctor would come and like make sure the all oh, the baby was there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So it's 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 really brutal. And again, I encourage Christians to get involved in this. You know, contact your Congress. Contact. Uh, go go to the abortion mill if you feel called to go out there. Take groups with you. Uh, and because that's the forefront of this, the the fight, the gates of hell. Like we go to the gates of gates are defensive mechanisms, you know. Right? So so Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. So we got to go to where the gates are, and just love these women and men that go in there too. Let's not forget it takes two to make a baby. So these men are at fault, and just go there, show them love, give them alternatives, but ultimately preach the gospel, because that's what's going to end any sin in this world yeah we're focusing on this sin right now because it's right here in our face uh but any sin will not be ended we know legislation is not ultimately going to end abortion because that's the argument we'll get from the other side as well if we make it illegal then they're just going to do it in back alleys okay yeah, yeah that's true people will still sin you like.
1: People still yeah. do anything that's yeah. So illegal. so laws
0: won't make people more moral, but what laws do is to help prevent the, those those sins from occurring more regularly. Uh, if that's you know you know what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. like like so so we have laws I mean, if in there's the book a consequence. Yeah, so we have we have laws that make it illegal to do certain things because these things, you know to To bit uh, are biblically wrong most of the time, but also what our society sees as wrong, but ultimately the the biblical truth trumps that, but God puts the uh, authorities in place to execute justice um, so when like ra- like murder like you can't just go next door to your neighbor's house and kill them because you want their television like there's laws against that. And if you do do that, then a penalty will happen. Once you're caught, a penalty will happen. So that's the point of making abortion illegal, because it is murder, and penalties should be imposed for that. So we we know, I, I know that it's not going to stop it from happening, but when things, when God says, thou shall not murder, we should want laws in our society that go with what the Bible says. And I know that... We are to judge those inside the church first, but we also should uh, call people to repentance and call sin what it is, and still have laws that say that that uh, go with biblical law. Thou shalt not murder. Now, uh, I saw a post that was going around Facebook. A few a few people shared it, and uh, that's why I sent it to you. And I thought we can we can talk about it because it's, it's just interesting how this person I don't know who this person is that uh origi- originated this post uh I looked into her a little bit and it seems like she's like more of a politician I don't think she's a christian I don't want to say that cuz I don't know for sure but more of mm-hmm. like a like a liberal politician like feminist type uh type person and a- after you know reading this you can kind of tell like we can kind of tell that that's the angle where this post was coming from so I'm just gonna read the post, and then we're gonna dissect it a little bit.
1: I love when he sends me that like during the day. He'd be like, "What do you think about this? What do you think of this?" <laughs> and I'm like, "What do you think?" Because
0: hmm. well, I I send it to you as well because I was thinking maybe maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe you know this is the way to go. Yeah, with, sometimes what this you gotta lady step says. back
1: and be like, "Am I being too critical, or is this really saying mm-hmm. what it's yeah
0: right?" So anyway, it's uh I'm not gonna name the person who originated the post, but. I'm just going to read it. So it's, it's it's titled, Ways Pro-Life Christians Can Fight Abortion Rates.
1: So, what, you, what do they mean by rates?
0: Yeah, that's what got me going. Like, I, like so... So uh, this is what I'm taking from it. And again, like I don't know amount? this person, okay. and I don't know if I'd be able to contact this person to ask them what they mean by this. Yeah, exactly. Is this the amount of abortions? Like, the way pro-life Christians can fight, like, the amount of abortions that happen? <laughs> Is that or what... how
1: expensive they because are? Because I, I,
0: I don't want I don't want there to be less abortions. As a Christian, a God fearing man, I want there to be no abortions. Mm-hmm. Like it's not incrementalist. Like we once the heartbeat, and then no killing, or late just late term we eliminate. No, all of it we eliminate all abortion. But anyway, so uh, fight. Here, here are some thing ways I guess we can. Fight abortion rates. Fight for access to affordable, available birth control options.
1: So right there. (laughs) Uh, In the first sentence, I was like, I don't think this is a Christian writing it. Yeah, as
0: as a Christian, here's a very affordable birth control option. (laughs) Don't have sex. Like I know it's it, it it's maybe you think it's more complicated than that, and you know there's situations. Everybody's got a situation, but. It's free. Uh, No one has to pay for you to not have sex. Uh, Maybe am I simple?
1: Therapy, maybe. I
0: don't know. Available. Here's the pro. The
1: root problem is, like I said last week, everything is so sexualized now. It's it's almost taught as as a part of life when it really. It's a gift from God, and it's really... You can't live without it. Right. You you don't want to, but mm-hmm. it's not something that should be everywhere like it is. So you're almost just taught that it's really important. Right.
0: Right, so, so we see this over-sexualized, like, advertisements, TV programs... It's just everywhere. Billboards, even radio... Uh, so you hear this and then you know men who are you know built with sexual desires and then women also have sexual desires we're humans and and, and then oh so the solution is birth control yeah right so it's not not and here's the next one okay support science based thorough sex ed what is that? Wait, what is science so what? Like, how is sex ed mean? not even science based? How can you have it without being talking about biology? Yeah. Like, I try to remember back. You know, I'm going to be 40 next month. I'm trying to remember high school sex ed, which, like,
1: which was just like, here's the parts you have, yeah, and here's and, the parts the other gender. Right. Has. So there's
0: some science in that, but what do you want? Like, like, what do you mean science based? <laughs> Thorough, thorough sex thorough sex ed. Well, here's the problem. Sexual education should not be coming from a government school.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It should be... A, it's a parent's responsibility mm-hmm. to teach your child about intimacy, about relationships, and have that talk when the time is right, when the parent is, you know, not necessarily comfortable, because maybe it's not a comfortable conversation, but that's only because I think it's been pawned off onto the government schools to teach our children about sexual education. And they are
1: not doing a good job.
0: Right. And now they they don't even know... How can you have science-based sexual education when you don't know what, what's male and what's female?
1: They don't even... Uh, like. You can now register for school as a I don't know. Yeah, so... You can now be born as a I don't know.
0: So how can, like... Somebody from the left who's very ultra-liberal, who, who says you can be whatever gender you want to be, have a science-based sexual education. And there's 15, education. by the way. 15 what? Genders?
1: <laughs> According to that article. Did we ever talk uh, about that?
0: I don't know if we talked about it. We might anyway, have. Anyway,
1: there was an article saying oh. they're teaching kindergartners. Kindergarteners, now there are 15 genders.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, let's go That's to the next right. one. <laughs> Adopt many Christians do adopt. I'd probably say, and I don't know this offhand, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I would venture to guess that the majority of people who do adopt are Christian. I would just think that. I'm going to look that up, so I could be wrong on that. I have no idea, actually. I could could be wrong on that. Uh, Foster, same thing. There are people who are currently speaking right now (laughs) who are (laughs) willing to do both, who are... Are hoping to do the adoption part, but you know, right now we're doing the foster part. And uh, so there are Christians who are doing this. Can more Christians do it? Yeah, I, I would like to see that too. But I'm not going to say and force every Christian to to do that and think you oh, you know you're a bad Christian because you're not doing that. But maybe we should encourage that, and we shouldn't shame people into adopting or fostering. Yeah. You know, we because we, you know, it is a scary there thing. are,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and I I totally understand people's fear. I definitely fear think, yeah. Of getting hurt, you know, because it's like you always have that fear of losing a child who you care for. So People
1: ask me that every day. And even like I was on the phone with health insurance people the other day. And even the lady on the phone asked me because it was a call, you know about our foster child. And um, even she said, oh, what are you going to do if they take him away? You know, aren't you going to feel... It? And then she was like, you don't have to answer if that's too personal, but it was just funny. I was like, so even the people... <laughs> you know, I don't even know. But it is a... It's a giant... Yeah.
0: But there are it's people a... who are doing it. And and we know other other Christians who are adopting, who are fostering. So it's not like it's not going on. Can it be more... Yeah, there could be more. But again, we shouldn't shame people into doing that. All right, the next one is, treat these mothers and post-abortion women with the same love you have for their babies. And again, this is is done. Uh, Maybe there are people who are shaming the women who are getting abortions. But going to an abortion clinic and preaching the gospel and telling these women we will care for you, we have options for you, we will adopt your baby, we will help you beyond your pregnancy. I've seen it done. I've done that. I offered that. I was just at the, the the abortion mill Saturday, and there was a young man who was going in there. Uh, he He had come out. When I was getting there, he came out, and another guy told me he went to get... That guy that came out went to get money to go back in. And we don't know if he was if he was getting money to pay for an abortion or what, but I pleaded with him and I told him, we have help for you. Uh, and I told him my story of when I was younger and I, I, you know, made it, had it, I was negligent or what's the word I'm looking for.
1: You were indifferent.
0: I was indifferent towards somebody who I was with at the time telling me she was going to get an abortion. And as far as I know, it happened. Um, but that, so I told him about my regret in that is, you know, that didn't make me not a father, you know. So I was telling him that if whoever was in there, the, his girlfriend, his, his wife, if she was going to have an abortion, they wouldn't make them not be parents. They would still be parents of a dead baby, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm pleading with this guy, and he wasn't, like, yelling. He wasn't, like, uh, angry with me. He was actually, like, looking like he was on the verge of tears. But he still went in, and I stayed there for about, maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes more, and he didn't come out. But he heard why I was there, why there was a couple other people there. It's because we love people. We don't want them to regret this decision. We don't want them, because they're still going to be a parent. they are just be a parent of a dead child that they had their hands in killing. But I was there showing them the same love that I would for their baby. And there are many mm-hmm. Christians who are doing that.
1: And there is like trauma, you know, from what I've been reading. You know, people don't realize that they they might regret it and they might really right. start to, to feel bad about it. And mm-hmm. You know, that, that impacts your life.
0: And, and I don't know for sure, but I have a theory that I think people who appear to not regret it who do hashtag shout your abortion, I think they're hardening their hearts. They're suppressing the truth of that they do regret it, but they, they don't want to feel the way they do. So they lash out and they want to make it acceptable.
1: Yeah, and I think, yeah, but telling your story, shouting your abortion is a way to cope with that.
0: And why shout it if it's if it's just a normal everyday thing if you're not coping with something deeper yeah, right if it's just no one and
1: then they had that thing in the in the I was in a bar or something it was called abortion stories where they invited all these women to come women comedians to come speak about their abortions like I, I, I watched a few clips of it but I was like eh but some of them tried to make it funny some of them you know didn't, but I was like, okay, this is a whole night dedicated to saying abortion's okay.
0: Right, let's go down the next one. de uh, destigmatize being an unwed mother. You can't create a culture where these women are judged and shamed and then expect them not to look for a way out. I think a majority of people nowadays are unwed and having children. Yeah. Or there's there's a lot of single parents, single mothers. Mm -hmm. Like, we know a few, like, and we love them. Yep. Like, (laughs) I I don't know. Maybe I just don't know. Maybe I live in my own bubble, but I, because I don't think I act like this. Maybe I do, but uh, I don't put a stigma on an unwed mother. Like, no, I think that's like a more acceptable thing. Like, we see a lot of people having Children, a lot of mothers, and they're not married. I don't think there's a stigma. Like, maybe there used to be back in the day. Like, I think nowadays, though, it's not stigmatized. All right, let's, the next one. Hold men accountable. Absolutely, I 100% agree with that. Oh yeah, (laughs) It's probably the one I agree with. Hold men accountable. (laughs) Yes, men need to be men. And that's a problem, is men aren't being men. We're, we have such an effeminate society. and I don't
1: think men know what to be anymore.
0: Right. Be, and, yeah, so this list, and I'm sure this person probably, you know, again, I don't know ab- absolutely everything about the original poster, but from what I gathered, it's feminist. So, so men are confused. Like, do we let females be more like men? Like, it's... <laughs> It's, and is that holding a man accountable? Yeah, it's just
1: I don't know. It's
0: strange, but men, yes, men need to act like men and and step up and take responsibility.
1: Definitely. But the feminists want to be like men, so
0: yeah, so it's just confusing. It's confusing.
1: <laughs> so, like, <laughs> do you want us to be us, or do you want to be us? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, we want men to be men.
0: Yeah, and I'm not talking about you know. Man being authoritative, like in a way that's domineering, but be Be authoritative in a way that you need to step up and take responsibility.
1: And take care of your, yeah.
0: Take care of your children. Your responsibility. Take care of your woman.
1: If you get someone pregnant, then take care of that. Yeah. Don't just walk away.
0: Right. Don't turn turn the other way and say you do what you want because that's not being man. I didn't man up. Yeah. But you, you learn from that. All right, this next one. Fight for a livable wage. What is it? What do you mean a livable wage? What's a livable wage? Is that raise the minimum wage to fifteen an hour? Is that like so you want me to make another employer like force them to pay something that like I don't understand that. See what I say to people who want what 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 I've been thinking lately. It was with the minimum wage hike? Like you, you want to make make it fifteen an hour, make it twenty an hour, make it a, a livable wage. Make somebody pay what you deem is livable wage. Go start a business, hire people, and pay them what you feel is a livable wage.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, is that coming? And I don't know if that's coming from a feminist perspective. Like, she's saying like women don't is that a whole equal life, pay. Like, like is that whole that whole thing or maybe, is this maybe just that's in general? Is. Like since this whole thing had that kind of angle, I feel like she's saying Okay, you know, fight for an equal wage for if you're a woman.
0: Which that that, uh, that whole thing is skewed know. too, the Yeah. Because there's certain things that factor into that that whole number of unequal pay.
1: The thing is, you're in control of your own life. You're in control of how much money you make. Like,
0: yeah, if if you if if you're not
1: making enough, do something. Then you got to find
0: another job. Like, whatever you agree with your employer on. Like, that's what you should get paid. Like,
1: yeah, if someone's not paying fairly for the job you're doing, then don't work there.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, but it's not that simple, and I know it's not always that simple, but. (laughs) Negotiate with your employer. There's there's ways. There's people who've done it. Like you can't just expect things. You can't just expect to get paid a certain amount and like across the board. Because then other things go up, go down. Like it's a livable wage now, but then when everybody starts getting paid that livable wage, then the prices of other things are gonna go up, and then it keeps going up. Yep. (laughs) I don't know. Fight for affordable housing.
1: Same thing. Well, yeah, that would like... be like
0: the same thing. Like what is affordable housing? Like if, if somebody's gonna sell go their else. house like Actually, I, I can't are... tell people what to pay people. Like that's that's theft. When you, you start telling people you can't you have to pay this amount to your employees or you can't have business, like
1: <gasps> this is kind of along the lines of like that. wanting the government to take care of you. As well, like, you know.
0: Yeah, th- so it goes... Like,
1: yeah. We deserve this. Our, is a, It's our right to get this amount of whatever. It's our right to get housing. It's our right to be taken care of. No.
0: Because <laughs> as soon as you start having the government do that, then they start really enforcing things that you don't want them to enforce, and... Does that sound like a slippery slope argument? Does it sound like I'm saying, "Oh, it's going to go into socialism, into communism"? It's it it could, <laughs> but Seems it's just to. something you shouldn't mess with. And 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 again, this if this is a message to Christians, like Christians, it's 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 not. It's yeah, we need to step up and take care of people better as as the church, right? But. To enforce the government to make, you know, housing more affordable. That's, like, that's different. I believe it's different. Maybe you're going to say I'm inconsistent or somebody's going to call me out being inconsistent because I'm saying, yes, the government should have laws against murdering babies. But that's different than saying the government should make housing affordable. I don't know. And what Uh, kind of
1: housing are you looking for, too? Because you can find... Affordable housing, that's, you know, maybe not the best housing, but. Yeah.
0: And, like, to the people who want more affordable housing, then have a job where you're earning or start a business, and then buy houses and invest in those houses, and then you can be the person that provides affordable housing. mm Like, I I love this. Well, we got to do this. We got to do that. Well, are you doing this? Like, there's always these lists. And yes, there's always ways Christians can be better Christians. But when when I see lists like this posted by people, I'm like, well, what are you doing? Are you doing this? What are you doing besides posting how we can be better? Like, go do it. Go do it. (laughs) Grab some friends. Grab some brothers and sisters in Christ and go start doing it. Don't wait for your pastor to say, "Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's get it." No, just go start doing it, and yeah, get your pastor involved. But just go do it. Uh, let's see. Fight for a better foster care system. Well, again, I do believe the church should be involved in foster care and adoptive care more than the the state necessarily, but. Uh, I think foster care... Fight
1: for a better, like, how do we do that, though? Like, Yeah, and what
0: do they mean by that? Like, so far, I think foster care that we're going with is pretty good. <laughs> like, They, they, the they care, care about us. They, you know, reach out to us, make sure we got what we need. Yeah, and there's going to be foster parents that slip through the cracks that aren't vetted, but we were vetted pretty toughly. I think that's a pretty good system.
1: And it's, nothing, no system's ever going to be perfect because people are running it, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and, and when we were going through our home study and everything, like, I almost was thinking, like, well, I was thinking, like, what a hard job it must be to be that person doing the home study. Because you have to decide if these people are, you know, like, good enough people Mm -hmm. to take care of other people's children. You know, yeah, and when you're a parent yourself, you can just have kids, no matter what kind of person you are, and they let you take them home from the hospital, and that's it. they don't know what you're gonna do, <laughs> you know? so foster parents at least have been investigated and studied, yeah,
0: pretty thoroughly uh fight for decent parental leave, I guess it's like maternity, paternity leave. You know, more than this or that amount, which you know would would help, but still, I mean,
1: what is better?
0: Does 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 that really factor into? Oh, I'm, I'm not gonna have a kid because I'm not gonna get.
1: Uh, yeah, I only get four. Yeah, weeks so off. We,
0: we should kill this baby because I'm only gonna get a certain amount of time off, and then they have to go to daycare. Like, I just some of these just don't equate to the the issue. Like but maybe yeah, I could be wrong. But I d I, I don't think that goes in the
1: And if that's a big concern before you take that job. Right. Look into that.
0: So sixty million babies since nineteen seventy three and all those moms were thinking of, oh well I'm not gonna have time off of work. Like no. Uh don't just target no, no, sorry, I skipped one. Fight for available, affordable health care. <laughs> could, could the healthcare care system be better? Yeah, but I don't think, again, by, by having like a universal health care or things where the government, because, okay, this isn't outright saying the government needs to do that, but I don't think having a government system of health care is going to help the abortion rates go down. I'm doing air quotes. Rates go down. Uh, Okay. Don't just target laws and legislation on Facebook. Women have been having abortions long before it was legal. Okay. I agree. We shouldn't just target laws and legislation on Facebook. We should go to the courts and to the uh, legislators and talk to them directly. Send them letters. Go talk to them. Call them out publicly publicly. So yeah, it doesn't have to just happen on Facebook You know, social media is a Good weapon to use, but yeah We should go to the courts, and Again, I addressed this before, as far as having uh, Women having abortions Long before it was legal, and it's gonna happen Once it's illegal But it doesn't mean it shouldn't be Illegal Like, we need The uh, government to be What God has put it to be, and that's To exact justice. Uh, Target the source. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Target the source? The the source of abortions? I don't. (laughs) And then lastly, and also, maintain your credibility by caring for the life beyond the womb. And then in parentheses, refugees, immigrants, orphans, addicts, poor, minorities, LGBTQ+, plus, etc. Huh, what? Okay, again. Many, I'm not going to say all because I don't know all, but many of the uh, Christians who I know who go to the abortion mills, who, who stand for the life of, of the unborn child, care about the mothers, have provisions for them uh if if they're if they're uh, kids that had to drop out of school or that might have to drop out of school or people who never graduated there's resources that will help them and people will provide for them in education will take care of the child and the mother after the baby is born so these things are being done now to equate that to, to refugees, immigrants, orphans, addicts, poor, minorities, LGBTQ+, etc. There's also people who care about them, who mm-hmm. are reaching out to them. So to put, lump everything together, because there are different categories, different uh, topics. We're, we're, we're fighting for the lives of babies being murdered. 60 million since 1973. That's what we know of. We just want them to have a chance to live. So some of these other groups, yeah, we can do better with with some of these groups that were mentioned. But they're alive, right? So they have a chance. And we can do better at reaching out to them. I'll, I'll say that. But we're fighting so children can live and be born and not be killed. They're being murdered. So, there might be some good in this list, but I don't know. Throwing more education and money at problems when it's a hard issue, when they need to repent and put their trust in Christ, it's not going to solve it. There's so many things that we've you know as a society have tried to throw more money at, more education, oh if they' just if they just learn about sex, then they won't have babies. no, it doesn't it doesn't work. like you we need a heart, a heart that loves God, a heart that is forgiven, a heart that's going to restore families so the families can teach their children about relationships, about how, how a man how to treat a woman, a woman how to be with a man.
1: That's the source. That's the, so, that's that's the that's source. The source. Yeah, that's the targeted source. I don't know what her source is.
0: Mm-hmm. So we need strong families. We need revival in families. When revivals will start in individuals, then revivals will go to families. And then families will go to like churches and then churches to towns, towns to cities, cities to states, states to the nation.
1: And that's the opposite of what's happening now. Yeah, government. You know, everything they're doing in public schools, everything is pointing toward tearing the family apart. So I mean, they they want you to they want you to believe that the family unit is not important anymore and deconstructing that model.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, it is. It's again, it goes
1: detrimental.
0: you know the the original family Adam and Eve there was disruption there so satan's tricks are, are aren't different there's nothing new under the sun so it's always attacking the family attacking the family attacking children you know we we see this uh when jesus was born Herod had uh like newborns killed because he was looking to kill the messiah so like there's nothing new under the sun. The family unit has always been under attack. And that's, we just have to, to strengthen that. Men need to step up and be men, be fathers, be godly fathers. Moms or females, women need to step up and be godly women, godly mothers. And just train our children up. So, so that's, that's how abortion rates will go down. Christians will fight abortion rates by yes, speaking up, yes, being the hands and feet of Jesus, but ultimately raising our own families up, being fruitful, multiplying, raising families up, foster care, adoption, do all these things, these things are good things, but we still need to speak the gospel as well. So we live lives changed by the gospel, right? We don't live the gospel, Yeah, I hate when people say that. I can't live news, but I can live in light of the news that has changed my heart, given me a new heart, taken my heart of stone, given me a heart of flesh to believe that Jesus lived a perfect life, died my death on the cross. I, I take on his righteousness because he, he was in the grave, he rose, and he was risen for our justification. So now I am justified apart from works. So I'm justified by my faith in Christ and my faith is a gift given to me. So begin when we preach that message that, that sinners need to repent, turn from their sin, and put their trust completely in Christ and his finished work. And when you realize that you do not deserve that forgiveness, but yet God has given it to you, then your 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 heart has changed, and you will live for him, and then you will want others to live for him, and you'll go and continue to share that message, and the kingdom will continue to grow and Everything will be put under the feet of Christ until that last enemy is defeated.
1: Yeah, that's the only way. All these government programs and trying this, trying that—none of it's ever going to work. Nope. Unless people's hearts are changed, and and people that aren't believers don't want to hear that, and they're you know they're not going to say, "Oh yeah, let's you know, let's all look to God because."
0: Yeah, and as far as like. You know the, these programs and government programs. Cause some Christians say, "Well, you know, we should have we should have this or that, and and do these programs because it's what Jesus would do." But he wouldn't force it upon people. Like, yeah, if you've given a, a cup of water to the least of these, you've you've given it to me. So yeah, we should do those things. We should take care of the poor, take care of the needy, uh, widows and orphans. And by the way, there's no one more orphaned than a baby that's about to be murdered in the womb. That's the orphans we, we also need to take care of. But it's never forced. It's always because the heart has been changed, and then we do this. Like uh the sermon series in church right now, uh, through James, faith without works is dead. right? So we want to have a living faith. So uh, we show our faith by our works, but we're not... We're not justified by our works. We're justified by our faith apart from works. But unless our faith works, is it is it a live faith or is it a dead faith? It's live if we are working. But it's it's never a forced program. We shouldn't fight for the government to do it. We just need to go and do it.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. just need to do it. That's the thing. Everyone's waiting for for someone else to... Everyone's waiting for the government to fix things. Right.
0: Even if you don't, yes, you should run things by your your leadership at church if you're going to go and do, you want to start a program, this or that. The reason you should run it by them is to see if if you're qualified for it. You you know, so there's certain people that get ideas and just go and do them, and that shouldn't be done. But there's nothing stopping you from, you know, Feeding a homeless person on the street Even if it's just one person that yeah, If you want to do that, do that Or start a parachurch ministry That does that <laughs> it, it, You don't have to call out uh, The church Necessarily, just go do it That's all I got You know, I complained <laughs> a lot it, in, in my usual style I probably called out people and I should go and do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we could always do more. Yeah. So I get it. I get it when you get, you get frustrated. I mean... Like I get frustrated too. And you know, why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing that? But we just ourselves individually take care, take care. Of, I, what I got to do personally is take care of my family. And then through that, make sure I'm, I'm taking Seeing other brothers and sisters in Christ discipling them and then reaching out to the lost. And then maybe from there going to unreached people. That's what we're eventually called to. I don't know. But just just don't always point things out. If you point if there's a problem and you and you see the problem, try to meet that need yourself and bring some people with you that's my advice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and and there's so many different needs that it sometimes feels overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But that's why, you know, that's why we have the church. We're all equipped differently. Maybe this group can go take care of that problem and this group can go take care of that other problem, you know. If we all work together, we can all be one body. Right. You be the arm. I'd be the feet. Arm, <laughs> or I'd be the feet. <laughs>
0: the eye is not the elbow. You'd be the... the finger is not the foot.
1: Right, right. I, one thing I have learned like over over my life so far <laughs> is um, that you do need people. You do need community. Even, you know, I used to always try to do everything, everything by myself. I got to do all parts of this project by myself. And I wanted to, because I wanted to do it my way. And I've learned over time that no, you know what? I'm gonna bring this person in or that person, and we're gonna do this together. And it's always better.
0: It's better. Crazy. Well, I, I, I think we've we've shamed people enough oh my <laughs> on this episode. Yeah. I've learned things. I hope you did too. Feel
1: free to shame us back, because yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get some feedback from this one. Uh, do you have any podcast RECOs or any uh, other RECOs? Recommendation. Recos is short for recommendation, by the way.
1: Um, I don't right now. I've listened no. to the same ones.
0: Yeah, I'm not even sure what we've recommended before. Probably all our usual ones.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I'm going to recommend one that I just started listening to recently. See if I can find it. It's it's on the Fight Laugh Feast network that started with just Cross Politic, and now they have a whole network. And come on, it won't let me look it up. My phone is being finicky. Campus Preacher.
1: Oh. Huh.
0: And it's hosted by keith daryl his last name is daryl my first name is daryl so i thought you know since since we're separated what if what if his first name was daryl or my last name was daryl then we'd be daryl daryl and we just need somebody to name larry and then people can tell that joke all the time (laughs) because i've never heard it before but anyway campus preacher and he talks about um just preaching and culture. He go, He's a, a guy that Keith Darrell goes on college campuses and, and preaches. Uh, but I definitely recommend checking that out. And it's on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network Campus Preacher. Huh. That's my record. And back to you, Karen.
1: <laughs> well, I will definitely have to check that out.
0: Make sure you follow us on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter and on iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a review and that's all I have to say.
1: Leave a review. (laughs) And in the meantime, we pray that you will seek the kingdom of God and continue to find out what we are even doing here.
0: Grace in peace. It's better.